0: Hi, everyone. This is Ingrid Riley, host of the Silicon Karib podcast. Once again, just want to let you know that this conversation with Barbados-based Lily Dash, who is a CEO of Rexy.com, which is an exchange that digitizes real estate and infrastructure investments to increase the transferability of ownership, was done pre-pandemic. I was in Trinidad. She was in Barbados. It was saved from our season one for a special release. And now in this season of COVID, where blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and NFTs have gone mainstream, her perspective is fresh, looking from the Caribbean, heading into the world. And of course, it's being released now for International Women's Month. So please, enjoy this conversation that I have had with Lily Dash. CEO of Rexy.com. And welcome to this episode in the first season of the Silicon Curry podcast, where I'll share with you conversations with Caribbean entrepreneurs that I find online and out there in the wild. For are using technology and very innovative thinking to launch all kinds of digital businesses. So whether they are solopreneurs or have a startup, they have been bootstrapped or investor-backed, you're going to hear who they are and what they're doing. So yes, I'm taking you to that part of the Caribbean that's beyond the beach and going digital. I'm your host of Silicon Caribe Podcast. My name is Ingrid Riley, and today I'm speaking to Lily Dash founder of Rexy.com, based in Barbados. Now, welcome, Lily. How are you?
1: Hi, Ingrid. I am well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty, pretty good. Now, let's get straight to it. When I went to Rexy.com, when I heard about Rexy, and I was doing my re- a little bit of research on Rexy, I, I, my my chin kind of fell to the ground. But yeah, I'm familiar with certain concepts on which um, Rexy is based on, but I was like, Huh? Okay, so you're gonna to have to help me here and help my, my, my listeners. What exactly is Rexy? And what made you get into this business in the first place?
1: Okay, I'll start with what is Rexy. Rexy is an a syndication, another word for syndication is crowd investing, issuance, okay. and trading platform, a secondary market. So the problem in the Caribbean is that we we don't have many. Invest. uh, We don't have access to investable assets like unlike large markets like the U.S., Canada, where there's large public markets, or even Jamaica that's been doing a really great job. There is a lack of investable opportunities for wealth creation for people in the Caribbean. So people people are really limited, and we've seen this whether that be the diaspora limited, local residents are limited to investing in private real estate. And private real estate is okay, but the returns available in private real estate are very low. Right. They're, they're, I mean, over the long, they're pretty, they're quite low. You, most 99% of people or 90% of people borrow money from the bank. They're, and it's not a wealth generating or econ, economic enriching um, asset class, really. Unless you are really increasing the population of a country. And we're not, that has not been happening really in the Caribbean. I mean, mm. with the exception of Guyana, which looks like that, that is happening in Barbados, most, mm. for most of the Caribbean over the last 10, 15 years, we've actually been plateauing and we've actually, mm. we going to see a decline in population. So we really need to come up with new creative ways to stimulate our economies and to encourage greater participation. Uh, All of our Caribbean countries, most of them, have all been on some kind of IMF program. And the problem with the IMF program is it prohibits them from borrowing U.S. dollars, right? And obviously, U.S. dollars to expand our economy, to increase our infrastructure needs. We have these 17 UN Sustainable Development Goals. We have... Enormous environmental requirements and a re-engineering of the way that we um, provide energy to our systems that will all need financing. And there's no lack of. I mean, it's pretty obvious when you look around. The infrastructure needs of the Caribbean are, are very real, and th- that is what we need to ensure that we continue to have a growing, or successful economy, and that we, do, you know, we don't dwindle. Um, so it's it's a very it's a very real. Um, Real problem. Uh, problem. So 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 we have this so we have this lack of investable assets, right? mm -hmm. Lack of opportunities available to the people. We have very small public markets. We have um our public markets are really built for large billion dollar companies like Ats Macal or you know banks, breweries, these very enormous companies. Whereas an infrastructure project in the Caribbean or a a great real estate project in the Caribbean might be a twenty to sixty million dollar project. And of course, you can't, you know, it's difficult to put those on public markets. So enabling greater access and ease um, to do that um, and to engage not just residents, but the diaspora, which has never been more powerful.
0: OK, so what made you get into this business in the first place?
1: OK, so I had this love for real estate from a, a really young age I, and it then went into law. So what I just told you I was I went to the University of well, Law School in Trinidad Mm-hmm. And from the and and I specialized in real estate transactions, conveyancing. While I was in law school, I was been always very much into business. I started a online um, mortgage brokering company and wow. along with a, a luxury hospitality company and 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 at the same time, I was I was very much interested in Bitcoin and blockchain and learning about how that could that infrastructure could be used. To facilitate the you know, the transfer of value within our system, mm-hmm. especially in a very analog industry like real estate, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Okay, so you just saw the opportunity to sort of emerge um, your real estate background, your interest, and in, um, you know in in in, in the legal aspects of things, your knowledge in terms of what the um, the Caribbean needs in terms of um, investable assets and and ways of, of of conducting certain small infrastructure projects like that, and then you merge that with um, the blockchain um, technologies. I mean, and so this is what Rexi does. So walk me through and say, okay, well, walk me through one example of of what Rexi will do for, say, an individual or a company.
1: Okay, so this concept of communities being funding communities right so mm-hmm. we're moving into a different a different world where there's less less stress can be put on governments and more private participation is required to fund the future of our world Right? Um, and so so Rexi is land for the world king right king and in law, just you know, we, even when I was at law school, we'd go to the courts and it'd be Rex versus Smith or Rex versus Jones, and that just meant the King versus or the Crown versus Jones or the Crown versus Smith, right? Okay, so, okay, you know that. So, so, um, so in the past, infrastructure projects, large real estate projects, were really um, only accessible to the Crown or the Kingdom or the aristocrats of 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 the jurisdiction or very wealthy investors. You know, they were. It's, it was not by the people for the people. Right. And we're starting to see democratization happening and we're starting to see this culture changing and this access. And we've never before had technology as powerful as, as we do today. I mean, I was just with the CEO of Samsung in Paris a few months ago and he was saying the technology in our phones in 1992 would have cost us $3.2 million. And wow. now we all have A couple hundred dollars, right in in our hands. So back then, large institutions like banks could only afford could only afford that type of technology to be able to facilitate those types of transactions or deals. And now we really basically have the all of us do have the technology to be able to really fund a world within the palm of our hands.
0: Okay, so 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 with that basis, then so you're saying that so a company comes to you, and then what? And then what happens next? I'm just trying to break down the steps.
1: so a project, we, we onboard a project, our investor mm-hmm. committee onboard the project, right. we um, list it on the platform, right. it's either unsubscribed, if, if we are able to get full, full subscription for the equity portion or equity allocation that we list on the platform, right. we, then, we, then go to, we then go to market and fund that deal. Our, the shares are, are issued digitally. To our users, to our smart, our whitelisted smart wallets. Once, once our users have 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 these shares within their domain, they're then entitled to dividends on the project. So that if that project makes a six percent or eight percent return every month, those dividends will flow into their wallets automatically.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So how do what's what's the what's the business model? How do you guys make money from this?
1: Oh, there's there's several ways. Uh, traditional funds make money off of the management of the asset. They make right. money off one, there's the trading fees right. every every single trade that, that occurs. There's issue there's also issuance issuance fees to the um, listing sponsors who are the developers. So there's multiple revenue models.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So, you know, how how old is, is, is Rexy right now? I mean, how long have you guys been in business?
1: we were working on We've been working on the tech for about a year, like mm-hmm. in really but I have been brainstorming this and developing this in my mind since 2016. I spoke at the first like wow. technology conference in the world in San Diego and um and that's you know that's where we and, and so' I've been but I mean it's a brand new concept, and the technology is still emerging. And, um, so, I mean, it take, it does take a little bit of time to get, and then also it's not just about the technology. You can have the best technology in the world, but if your regulators are not on board with you, you don't have a a product. So everything happens when it's right time. And I really think that in the Caribbean, we're creating this ecosystem, this beautiful ecosystem of, um, of financial technology, whether that be the CDB with, with their, the ECB, sorry, with their, with their new central bank digital dollars that they've, they piloted with BIT or the Caribbean S- Settlement Network, the IDB is working on um, to be able to facilitate d- direct trade within the region because obviously mm. we have, we have um, we, you know, money is, has to go through the U.S. before it can come back to, Bar- to Barbados or Trinidad or, or any mm. of the islands. We have a lot. We lose a lot on the foreign
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There.
0: okay so you're so you're not so you're not fully in business as yet right now or you're you're I mean because you're all in line with that
1: so we, you, haven't you, lost, we haven't launched our first project yet we, okay.
0: ex-
1: we expect to do that in the first quarter of of next year
0: okay, beautiful, beautiful, awesome 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 so in in, in this run up to where you are now um you know as you said it, it's a pretty new concept and and you're you're merging. Blockchain with with a bunch of different um, you know things that we're used to doing in a particular way. So there must have been some interesting, um, you know, people may have given you some eye rolls or or some pushback. What would you say would would be maybe, so your first failure, your first bun- round of doubters that you've experienced, and what was that like?
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, I've been very lucky in in Barbados. I've we've had I've had entrepreneurs go before me with Bit and really pave a beautiful road so that I haven't, not that it's been a, a, not that it's been a totally bumpy free experience, but I think the failures, and I have received a lot of support, right? I've received support from banks who are like, who, who have, which is different from a, a model that's totally disruptive. I'm not trying to disrupt the entire system. I'm trying to evolve not you know evolution not revolution like that. and and if and if i can so if we can work with the, the banks if we can work with the regulators you know, sometimes you have to go into those institutions and wear the overalls of the institutions to make progress right yeah. and uh, and that's exactly that's exactly what what we do so it's really a collaboration more than an a, a supportive system that we have we're creating and that we've created to be able to enable um, a project like this, but I've received a lot of support. I know that wasn't the question. And not,
0: the, yeah, but, 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 but if, if, if it's not your story, it's just not your story.
1: <laughs> the biggest difficulty is finding clarity on the technology. Obviously, there's business um, failures. You know, whether that be a, you know choosing a partner or, or difficulties in partnerships, but te- you know choosing the right te- technology, tr- trying and I think innovation. You know, ninety percent of the time, you fail. And ten percent of the time you succeed. That that is what that is what um, innovation is, and and you have to be trying lots of different different things. And you need to be you know you might swing the bat ten times and or nine times and miss, but that one time is a beautiful you know, thing. A, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What would you say? What would you say has been your your best decision? um along this this innovative process this iterative um, innovation process that you've been on what what has been one of your best decisions
1: stay close to the regulators you know mm. really really and get to really understand so much you know when you're in this innovative tech and you're in fintech and you want to do things totally new and revolutionary and disruptive but like i said before it's it's a real that's a really difficult path you need to come with a collaborative approach collaboration is always better than snitch you know game theory and um if you can foster that collaborative culture within your company and within your jurisdiction i think um i think you can whether that be with the banks or the regulators or you know you can i think you can, you have a much better chance of succeeding and succeeding more quickly yeah so
0: you 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 you're you're pretty much like a, a trained lawyer who's been very entrepreneurial um you know these years you made you made you made, you alluded to 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 you know startups that you've done um before what's the number one thing that you 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 believe that you've learned about yourself along your personal entrepreneurial journey
1: to be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid mm. to be and persistent. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you, you, you need to, you need to go out there and, and be bold and the world, the universal come. To, the universal support you.
0: Do you think this is, this is really a, a fantastic message um, for all, but especially for, for women in, 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 in this field, women entrepreneurs and, and women in tech and women in blockchain.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember, you know, not too long ago, when I felt, when I felt, when it was very difficult for me to be bold, where I didn't have the confidence I have with you right now, yeah. and I like, on, could only imagine what it must be like to, to you know, speak. I've been speaking all over the world this year, and I like, could only imagine what it must be like to do that. But yeah, be bold and, and mighty forces will come to your aid, and, and I think it's women we want to have all the information. We want to have it perfect. We mm-hmm. like, culture to be perfect, right? We have to be. It's almost as though society expects us girls to be perfect, and um, and at least I feel that I feel that way sometimes. Yeah. And so we have, we have to put on our best face and our best mask to be able to be presentable to our, not just outside but to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes it's the journey you know recognizing that that first take on that first video or maybe that first speech might not be right might not be great but you need to you need to do that first you need to do that first speech so that the second one gets
0: right because success is a process
1: exactly and the slower you are and the more you delay that bad take you know the the further you are away from that great take so like i said be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid and you'll be surprised as a woman. You get so much support. I have, I have, I'm so, I feel so blessed. Like I get a lot, I get a lot of support from males uh, that are in, that are experts in their industries. I can ask questions. People are generally quite helpful. Um, Maybe, I think there is an advantage to being young and to being, I think there's an advantage to being young, period. But I also think there's an advantage to being a female for sure. And to be young and a female, I think, you know, you I think. There are a
0: lot of advantages. That's awesome. That is awesome. You no, know,
1: and I was just gonna
0: say, you know, along this journey too of being bold and and brash, I know you must have come up with um, some ideas that, that other people may have looked at you and go, mm, I don't know about that, Lily. Um, you, you know, and what you went ahead with it anyway, and whether you failed or you succeeded. You believed in it and everything, um, you know, you know, because clearly, as we we said before, this is not your first rodeo. So, what do you say is maybe the weirdest or craziest thing that other people may have said? Okay, well, okay, Lily, I don't know about that. That you may have come up with,
1: okay. Well, firstly, Rexy is an enormous endeavor, right? I mean, it could definitely be categorized in that crazy crazy.
0: You're you're correct, yeah, yeah,
1: especially two years ago when nobody had the foggiest idea how you would even go about starting a business like this true right that, true, like,
0: true true you
1: know, yes no, no there's no map there's no other company online that you can go online and say okay this is how it's done you're literally creating you're creating from scratch right so that's that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty bold that's true um, but i've also found in my career earlier like the first business one of the, the, the second business i created was um like an online super luxury villa rental agency which i still have today and what my it was two thousand and nine. One of my first clients was like the biggest superstar that Barbados has ever known, and um, and they came they, they came to Barbados and and after after they were they left. I was speaking to their manager and I was like, guys, you know, no matter wherever you want to go in the world, I have a global portfolio of properties just like the one in Barbados, and I did not, I did not have, I had nothing whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> And three days later, they call me back, and they're like, "We need a house in Brazil in four days, right? Like, they they gave me three days, three or four days to find this this house, which was incomparable to the most sophisticated villa product in the world, which we have in Barbados. Yes. And I made it happen. I don't know how, in God's name, I made it happen. They were like getting on the jet, and we still hadn't secured the property, but it all worked out, and everything was a hit, and. And then they continued to they continued to work with us, and they still work with us to this day, and have recommended all their friends. And that was a really successful business business for me. And I was just bold, and I, I you know I remember thinking about it like, should I say this? Like it just came out of my mouth, and yeah.
0: <laughs> I My God, Lily, I love that story. I so, so, so love that story. My goodness gracious. So, I mean, a lot, definitely a lot has changed for you along along this journey. And I'm sure you've evolved certain beliefs um, or certain definitions around you being an entrepreneur. How do you now define success?
1: Okay, my thoughts on what success means, I think, have always been the same or similar from a very young age. Like I remember from 16, thinking about this, 15, 16, you know, thinking about my future on the school bus, you know, from school to home. And I think for me, success is freedom. Mm-hmm. And what is freedom? I think, and, and now I've gotten a lot, I have more clarity on what freedom is. And I think freedom, you need the freedom to find and pursue the opportunities that the world presents to you. No, so whether that be like you know next week i'm traveling to portugal like last minute to meet with this kick-ass female chinese entrepreneur slash spiritual shaman wow um or or building a company and that was that was opportunity that was presented to me three days ago wow and i have the go and do it and um and so many people have amazing opportunities like i have a friend um yeah this is I have this friend who is offered this opportunity to spend um, some time with Richard Branson and she couldn't, she couldn't do it because her job wouldn't allow her to take the time off. Wow. Can you imagine missing, you know, how difficult that would be?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and that's a real reality for so many, for so many people. And with this, with technology and with online and with, the, with, with the tech that we have in the palm of our hands that we were speaking about earlier, you know, the world is really your oyster. Absolutely.
0: You can really have all Absolutely. I like what you said there. That success is freedom. And you know, for so, for some people freedom is a is a mental thing. So for some people it's a physical thing. But I like what you said. The free the success is freedom, that freedom to pursue, to find and pursue your dreams wherever they are around the world. I love that. I love that. I love and that a lot. Opportunities like
1: the world and the universe will present the opportunities to you. Yeah. You know and you need? You, you know, I, I was told, I remember reading an article when I was 16 out of Business Barbados and it was about opportunities and it was, it was basically saying that opportunities are like a conveyor belt of suitcases, right? Mm. The prepared ones can see the opportunities and be positioned and ready to grasp that opportunity off the conveyor belt when it comes. Mm. And, uh, and others you know that the, the opportunities will pass right by them because they're unprepared. Yeah. So constantly you know you constantly have these that you have to be you have to have the freedom to be able to do the position to grasp that
0: absolutely and and I'll, I'll tell you when i'm done with this with this um with this podcast with you i'll tell you um what my my one year sabbatical that just ended yesterday um has yielded for me as well but you know i want to you know i really appreciate you sharing your journey with us like that and but i want to shift a bit to what i call the silicon Carib manifesto no Silicon Caribous, you know, as a, as a blog and, and as an entity that's been covering the growth of Caribbean tech industry, especially startup, the startup ecosystem. Um, and I've been involved in it in different, on different levels um, for the last you know, 12, 15 years, working with entrepreneurs and different um, stakeholders. So in doing that, I've you know, come up with a manifesto around Caribbean tech entrepreneurship. And so this manifest I'm, I've been working on is coming out soon, and the whole intention of it is to amplify and in, inspire and disrupt our thinking around what is possible for us in in the Caribbean when we leverage technology and innovative thinking to change what I believe are the fundamentals and also the face of business and wealth in the region, especially you know during this digital age. Now, the chief premise of that is that each Caribbean nation must sit with itself and acknowledge what it does best in the world. Every country has something, I believe. Um, and then marry that best of, this best thing, this amazing thing, we'll we marry that with some existing or emerging technology to, first, to further um, cement those trends. Now, you're in Barbados. We, we lovingly call it BIM little England or whatever it is that we're, we're depending on where you sit what do you believe is your country's um superpower superpowers and and how do you, and which 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 technology would you pair it with to make it even greater
1: okay well we have a couple of superpowers yes you know, we have an extremely refined and sophisticated like world leading hospitality product which is clear yes um we also have a very progressive female led government. Absolutely. Mia who-
0: Mutler is 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 a badass.
1: She <laughs> is indeed. <laughs> and um she's pushing the agenda of international and regional collaboration, whether that be with the UN and the seventeen sustainable development goals or joint partnerships with central banks in Africa or th- there's, there is a clear opportunity here to build connections and a digital infrastructure to foster greater economic inclusion. So uh, w- that is, you know, in the 1990s, um, we were working on the mobile infrastructure, mm-hmm. the cables, under the ocean, right. right. So that we could, that we could foster greater connectivity. Now, it's it's easier. We don't have to. We don't have to dig underneath the ocean, the Caribbean Sea, all the way to South America. We just have to create these digital highways between markets, right? Yeah. And so that we can we can we can create that inclusiveness um, and that financial inclusion, which is really required to grow and strengthen our economy. And to, so that not just not not just so that we can bring. Um, so we can bring people from externally to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. whether that be financially. But we can also um, we can also go digitally to um, to to the rest of the world, right? and we can become the rest of the world. Like it's all one, mm-hmm. right? And it's becoming all one. Mm-hmm. And we're about um, increasing the access to that. So financial technology, blockchain, or otherwise, is definitely here to stay. And um, I think. In the next ten years, it's going to be like a mandate of this of this decade coming up um, to be able to foster that and provide solutions for that. Yeah,
0: because it's been interesting. I know that I know as you talk about that. I, I, you know, as you're 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 you're, you're talking about that, I was like, yeah. I, for the last couple of years, especially with another pioneer um, bit. Um, I know Gabriel Abed, you know, one of the founders, um, he's really kind of been pushing to position Barbados as a blockchain capital of the Caribbean. And then here you are, you know, again pioneering the use of block t- blockchain smart contracts, you know, in um this 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 um fintech space. So it's 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 interesting to see, um, it's gonna see how it evolves. Um, as you said, whether, you know. Barbados in this position right now can really, um, you know, embrace that and and, and manifest that blockchain capital of the Caribbean.
1: We are embracing that. We've done a lot of work. I'm a lawyer by profession and um, I assisted in the drafting of some new rules for our stock exchange, which actually defines what a digital asset is as being an asset that's cleared on the blockchain. And, um, you know, and that those rules... Effectively allow us to um, trade these assets on a platform of our own and register them with the with the with the um, with the stock exchanges for securities laws regu- to be in alignment with securities laws regulation. That's awesome. That's wow. and um, for these assets and characterization for these assets verification and validation for these assets. So we're definitely making progress there. We have a few companies here that are. That, that are international companies, but they are domiciled in Barbados. So there's some talent on the ground here, um, but but I don't like to be exclusive. I don't like to say blockchain technology only. Like it's all kinds of technology that will be required to make um, this fly, um, and it's expansive. And blockchain is a big part of it, but it's
0: not the only thing, new. right?
1: Okay, all all types of talent, tech talent, in in different areas of okay. of coding. You know, like react. And 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 with that in
0: mind, what do you think being in Barbados, being in Barbados has either helped you or hindered you to be an entrepreneur and especially to get Rexy done? Do you think it has helped you or hindered you?
1: So I love Barbados. I love Barbados. I love that I can work on my business from the most beautiful region in the world. We have world-class leadership, world-class talent. We have academic excellence like right here on our shores. Um, I was dyslexic as a child and that small classroom environment worked best for me. We have that small classroom environment here which is absolutely conducive to the growth of innovative companies Mm. where especially in the financial technology space where the most amount of regulatory collaboration is required and the support is needed. Like you not only need the tech entrepreneurs, but you need the regulators, you need, you need the security, you need the talent to be able to come up with, and you need the leadership to be able to come up with a, a new solution. It's a collaborative approach. You cannot just, you can't, you can't build and start and grow a company like this in a silo, but right? it won't work. Yeah. Um, So, you know, the G8 and G20 markets are like aircraft carriers. They have to proceed to stop a mile before their target. Whereas in the Caribbean, we have that nimbleness of a small ship. We have the opportunity to leapfrog, to experiment. We have the room and we have the incentive to innovate. It's like David and Goliath, and there are many advantages to being David.
0: Wow. I love that. I love, love, love. thank you so much. for. I, I just love the perspective that you're bringing regarding Barbados as well. What would you say, what would you, I mean, you've given, you've done amazing in terms of really kind of showing us what Barbados has been doing on a fundamental level to position itself for so many different things. Um, what would you you know, it, Barbados is, is what we call a small state, um, a small country. Um, but of course, I never, I never, um, you know, assign power or influence based on size. <laughs> that just doesn't, you know, doesn't really fly right now in um, in the in the world that is emerging among, um, around us. But what would you, what would you, what's the one thing you'd like your country to be more of um, that could even be better for you and your business?
1: So like, we have the talent, we have the plans, we're moving in the right direction. We have these beautiful, innovative ideas that we're executing towards. But we could absolutely be faster. We really need to be faster. I mean, granted, you know, all jurisdictions in the world are, are, are quite slow when it comes to making massive changes. Mm-hmm. But if we faster, um, that would be faster, that would be my wish.
0: That it doesn't run on what we call Caribbean time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes and we really need to make greater effort in changing that culture okay
0: well you know let me let me let me let me be a a little bit of a of a of a um of a fire starter with this because you know i am a firm believer that every every region every country has its own unique way of innovating And we've already, you know, been told, you know, Trinidad, Jamaica, wherever there's, you know, Barbados, I'm sure, that we're moving on island time. In other words, a little bit slower than, say, the the frenetic pace of, um, say, London and New York. But maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? Um, Sometimes moving a little bit slower allows you to... um, Make your iterations and your and your and your your mistakes in a more deliberate and conscious way, maybe in being a little bit slower and people who are you know faster than you, you can see what mistakes they're making and avoid them because you're a little bit behind them because you know the whole thing about the tortoise and the to- the tortoise and the hare um maybe we can use that 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 mentality of being a tortoise um as a as an advantage you know what I mean so Sometimes when I hear when I talk to people around the world, it's like, "Yeah, you guys are on island time, should a little bit little bit fast." I was like, "Yeah, this is true in some respects because wow. I think sometimes I think that we could be fast in terms of not being so bureaucratic when it comes to certain things. But I think in terms of our, um, I've seen it where in terms of our, or 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 you know, leaning into our island time, we're also not as stressed, not as medicated and if we play if we if we if we're consistent and play the long game we can end up winning you know what i mean and that's just my that's that's just, that, that's the Ingrid Riley theory uh, based on okay. Okay.
1: so let me just i hear you and i have definitely utilized this paradigm with Rexy yes. to ensure that every step is calculated yes. and oh, so i i hear i understand but yes you know, I, this is very important to know and I want your listeners to hear this. The Caribbean Development Bank just came out with a, and the IDB just came out with a report about the ease of doing business in the Caribbean, right? Yes. And we've dropped like 131 on the list. Really? Putting Gaza, put Gaza and the West Bank ahead of us. What? So, we, and those are war-stricken territories. Yep. So we must, we, and ease of doing business is about speed, right? You need to be able to, execute uh you know a share transfer within a reasonable time frame so that we can facilitate business on these shores. so definitely that's an area that we all need to do better at um but and but i do hear you in regard to the the chores in here there there is certainly there there are benefits you know and eventually your weaknesses become your strengths right yeah yeah
0: yeah i get you (laughs) i i i appreciate your counter i appreciate your counter so 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 Lily, what, what would you say? Um you're you've been a carbon entrepreneur in in, in different in, in different ways, um doing different things, and your your um your your current focus is you know rexy.com. What would you say um has been the number one thing you'd say to anyone who wants to jump into what I call the deep end of tech entrepreneurship and especially tech entrepreneurship? while being in the Caribbean? What's the number one thing you'd want us to do or you'd want to tell them um, about doing about doing this?
1: Do it. do it. Do it, do it, do it. The world is yours. The whole world is yours. You can serve the entire world. You know, you can earn US dollars in doing so. You can have that freedom that I spoke about. You know, all, all of the information is available to you online. There is so much that can be learned from podcasts like yours, Ingrid, and so much that's on YouTube. You know the gig economy has never been greater. Um, you can find you know, there's you can find talent online. For, you know to set up your business if that's if that if you want to start a website you can find very cheap um, and and reliable talent um, in the Philippines to build a to build a you know a website for a couple hundred dollars and that's that's the reality. I um I think I spoke about this earlier. Um tech the tech. There's a law in tank, it's called Moore's Law, and the technology becomes twice as power in two years the technology becomes twice as powerful and half as expensive. Mm. So it's never been cheaper and more powerful to be in the digital economy.
0: That's powerful. And what a way to, to, to end. Um thank you. Thank you so much. Um Lily Dash of um Rexy.com. I, I appreciate you spending a time Um, with me to share your story, your entrepreneurial story and your perspective on the world. And of course, leaving on that powerful note um, that will inspire, you know, um, entrepreneurs across the region and in a diaspora and around the world. Thank you so much for listening. Thank
1: you so much, Ingrid. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity, the amazing opportunity and your beautifully thoughtful questions. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you so much for, for, for being here. And this has been Another episode in the first season of Silicon Caribbean, when we do a podcast every week, because I'll be sharing with you stories about Caribbean entrepreneurs that I find online and out there in the wild, who are using technology and very innovative thinking to launch all kinds of digital businesses. So of course, I'm going to keep telling you who they are and what they're doing. So in every episode, I'll be taking you to that part of the Caribbean that's beyond the beach and going digital. If you like this podcast, be generous, leave a comment, give us a nice five-star rating on the platform you're listening to, and of course, do tell a friend. So until next time, I'm your host of Silicon Carib, Ingrid Riley. Take care.